You're listening. You're listening to a University of Kentucky. University of Kentucky. College of Arts and Sciences podcast. University of Kentucky graduates are known for their success after receiving their degree, but how they use what they learn can surprise you. Take Robert Young, a UK alumnus, for example, who, after retiring from a career as a doctor, refocused his innovation towards developing a small winery in Texas with his family. In this podcast, Laura Sutton speaks with Young about his time at the University of Kentucky and how what he learned transitioned into his medical career and interest in producing wine. So tell me your name. Bob Young. And your, your university degrees? B.S. in chemistry and also uh, M.D. degree from the College of Medicine. And what years were you at UK? Uh, 65 through 69 uh, for undergrad and 69 through 73 for, for med school. And where did you grow up? Uh, just south of Lexington in a little town called Harrodsburg in Mercer County. And did you always know you were going to come to the University of Kentucky? That was one of my choices. Um, but. I'm so glad I went there because, uh, particularly uh, in the med school side of things, because at that time UK had the very first uh, community medicine department of any medical school in the country, and it was very progressive and ahead of its time. So one of my passions came out of that, and that is population medicine and how to approach improving health care of people broadly um, uh, in addition to the one-on-one patient care. You hear so much about that now, but I bet when you were coming through, it really was this new novel concept. Oh, absolutely. I'd say UK was the only place really that taught it <laughs> to, any, to any degree at the time. They had a wonderful faculty. And it was, a, it was an era, too, of uh, activism, so it was kind of matched the activism of the time with how to, how to improve the yeah. health of people in, in the community. All right, let's let's back up a little bit. Sure. So, so you've talked about your, your passion for preventative medicine. Tell me a little bit about your medical career. Uh, well, I started out uh, focusing on rural health care. Part of the mission of the university was to get people out into eastern Kentucky and places like that. So my very first practice was in McGoffin County. And at the time, I was the only, only physician there. Um, following that, I went to another rural area and, and helped start a, a clinic in, in uh, Cabin Creek, West Virginia, which was also coal mining area. This was a community-based clinic and, and along the way um, I, I got the opportunity to interview for the health commissioner job in the state of Arkansas. Uh, at that time Bill Clinton had just been elected governor. To make a long story short I interviewed and eventually uh, got the job and became the state health director in Arkansas and worked with Bill and Hillary during the first term. What was that like? It was a fantastic time. What was so good about it was that both of them were so supportive of improving health care of people in the state. Then uh, later on, uh, uh, Bill uh, lost his first election, so all the cabinet members lose their jobs, including me. So I came back to Kentucky and worked under Dr. Stumbo, who had been a classmate of mine at UK, and also Dr. Allen. I uh, served over, over the head of the uh, health department for the state and for the Commonwealth of Kentucky during John Young Brown's administration. 
And I know you wound up in Atlanta. Yes. Yes, I, I ended up in Atlanta about, oh, 15, 16 years or so ago. And uh, was a medical director of a 125 physician group practice. Did that for a while. Then I had a vision of a new concept that I thought would improve healthcare. So I left this group and um, started uh, one of one of the first hospitalist group practices in uh, in the country. In 1998, it began and it's called Eagle Hospital Physicians, and. Uh, we grew it from scratch up to uh, a total of full-time and part-time physicians, about 300 doctors, serving uh, uh, around 27 hospitals in nine states in the southeast. So talk me through winding down your medical career and starting this new venture yeah. and, so, and introducing that to Sure. Uh, well, um, the hospitalist movement, if you will, that I was part of, became the fastest growing medical specialty in the history of American medicine. And so when I first started this, there were maybe 300 doctors in the country doing it. When I sold my practice in 2010, there were over 30,000 physicians doing it nationwide. It was uh, an exciting ride, and uh, I was getting pretty worn out. <laughs> so after I had the opportunity to, to sell the practice, um, my daughter had moved to Texas uh, a few years before, and my wife and I had visited out here, and we ended up on weekends coming to the Hill Country, which is where you are now, and a uh, beautiful part of the state. And I found out, um, you know, that they grow grapes and make wine out here. In fact, I met a physician by the name of uh, Dr. Becker, who's an endocrinologist in San Antonio. And Becker Winery uh, made some really good wine, so uh, I talked to him. And uh, I became convinced that it was something doable and I had an interest in, in wine. So we started looking for property out here so we could be close to our daughter. And ended up that um, it's basically a family business. My daughter's involved and my son-in-law is very much involved. He and I make wine together. Um, so we found land uh, in 2009. Um, I started um, studying uh, to learn more about winemaking and uh, I got a, a certificate in winemaking over two and a half years from University of California at Davis. Tell me the name of the winery and where we're located. Um, we're located in um, kind of the southern part of uh, Hill, what's called Texas Hill Country. We're about 45 minutes north of uh, San Antonio. Um, our location is an area called Comfort. It's a historic town um, that uh, started uh, around in the 1850s by a group of German settlers that were called the Free Thinkers. And tell me the name of the winery and and, and why you chose that name. Uh, the name of the of the winery is Bending Branch, and um, my daughter came up with it. We we had bought the property, and um, so. Um, she was out driving around the property one day and noticing all these old uh, live oak trees here and all the bent branches on them. And she said, I've got the name. It's Bending Branch. And it just, I, you know, once my wife and I and everybody heard us, says, you're right. It's, you know, look no further. It's perfect. Wow. So I'm sensing some of your chemistry background at work here, some of your maybe research training. 
that you're using. Uh, oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I call it practical research because it's not really university level research, but I do have two spectrophotometers up in my lab. <laughs> so I can run on analysis on all kinds of different, different things, including uh, different types of tannins and color compounds. And, and uh, also I'm hooked up to something called the Wine Cloud, which is a database from the United States and Australia where you can compare the results of your wines um, with other wines that are in the database from around from uh, around the globe. So I can, for example, take our Cabernet and how does it compare on the level of tannins versus, versus all Napa Valley Cabernets or against Syrahs from Australia and, and that sort of thing. Um, so that's that's been a lot of fun to do to do that research. So what are your goals for the winery and the business moving forward? You, you've obviously made a, a great start. Um, our, our goals are to always remain uh, relatively small. Well, last year we produced actually 11,000 cases, processed enough fruit to make 11,000 cases. It'll only be for a couple of years it'll come out. So what our long-term goal is to be in the 20, 25,000 case range uh, winery, to be, to be small and to continue to be able to innovate and, and produce wines mostly by hand and not in bulk so that we can maintain a very high, high quality of wine. Um, so in Kentucky, we call that small batch, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, another goal that we have is to be, you know, make some of the best not wine, not only in Texas, but in the world. And uh, we have invested in some other technology to uh, assist us in doing that. And do you, do you have local investors? I mean, when you say Texans are open, I also think of them as entrepreneurial. Yeah, well, this is a family-owned business, 100% family-owned. So we don't have outside uh, investors. And uh, the, long, the real long-term plan is this will be a legacy to pass on to the family and my, uh, my two grandkids, Jackson and Chloe. That's great. Sure. Okay, let's go back to UK just to kind of wind down. Uh, what advice would you have for you know current student un- undergrads, um, particularly in the sciences? What what advice? Oh would you have well, them? you know, I think science is uh, a great place to be, and you know there are not a, not enough people trained in, in science anymore. It uh, you know it's the engine of of so many things uh, that make life better in the world. Uh, you know, from agriculture to medicine. Uh, so it's just a great, it's a great place to be. And the technologies that we have to uh, enhance our learning and, and development is so much better than what it was back um, in the 60s and 70s when I was on campus. It's, uh, it's got to be an even more exciting, exciting time. So how did your time at UK prepare you for your career? Well, certainly, uh, you know, the chemistry degree uh, is what was kind of my entree into medicine, and uh, I got even even more chemistry in, in medical school, um, and uh, so that that background, as far as this phase of my uh, career, um, people ask me if I retired, and I said, no, I've transitioned. Um, I want to keep doing things, and and. Be creative and, uh, and use the knowledge I have. So, um, so I think that background, particularly uh, at 
and taking uh, the wine courses at UC Davis was very academic and wine chemistry is very complex and we probably understand only 20%, maybe even less of what's going on in the bottle right now. But organic, organic chemistry is, is key, you know, and understanding uh, phenolic rings and, and uh, those kind of things and acid bases, base balance and, and organic acids and how they interact and all those things are, that's what makes, makes up wine. So uh, if you want to get into the wine, wine making side of things and have some understanding of what you're doing, the chemistry is really important. And I can tell you at the course at UC Davis, there were about 40 other students in the course, and I'll tell you, the chemistry was the toughest part of the whole thing. Um, and it was, it was difficult for me, uh, and I had that background. It had been a few years. <laughs> so, yeah, but it had been a few years, but, which made it, you know, but um, it came back pretty quickly. Thank you for listening. And thanks to the College of Arts and Sciences for making this podcast possible.